Let's start the show. This is episode 98. You better get your Christmas food on your plate. Bars. <laughs> we are your hosts, Miss Stephanie. Yes. Mr. Big Time. Hello. And myself, Keith. <laughs> How is everyone doing today? Let's start with you, Big Time. How you doing today? I'm good, man. I actually yeah. kind of want to go back to sleep, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm great. Now, that's something that's rare to hear that you want to go back to sleep, especially in the morning time as we record this on a beautiful Saturday morning. Yeah, it was a um, I had a late jog last night. Let's just say that I had a late jog last night. Um, so uh, I didn't expect you was jogging you. last night. Yeah. Oh, you trying to get the flu? Go ahead. Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's what you tried. So I woke. I woke up a hot, a hot uh-huh. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, get him, Miss Patty. Yes, I know, Miss Patty. Late <laughs> into him. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was a nice, productive run. So I got about six miles in. So that's good. Woo! That was great. What time did you get this run in at? It was uh, it was after nine o'clock. What? I was watching something on NBC. I think it was uh, Young Rock had come on. And so I stuck around to watch that because I wanted to get out the door by eight. But that didn't happen. So it was what's, after nine. What's and then so late? I, I don't know. You ran just around your neighborhood or outside your neighborhood? Inside the neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, inside the neighborhood. WPS, John. So I just planned to do about three miles, but I yes. know I, I felt great. I don't know, for whatever reason, I could run longer in the cold. Right. So. John, next year, April 8th, you will be turning 40. You do realize that even before you turn 40, as you approach 40, your body is totally different than what it was when you were 28, right? 29. So you're more susceptible. Works, yes. Okay. Oh, just, you know, you're a very, very smart man. I just want to make sure your senses are all there as you. They're not. Remember the whole weightlifting incident? Yes. Ride, you know what? So Damn it to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, John. Please. 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 You don't, you don't need to have an intervention right now, so it's we're good. We do because you know, I mean, it's it is that season, and you're sitting there running as the weather has drastically changed, and not just the weather running at night. Open. Black man in Florida. Thank you, Steph. That's another one. WPS. That's what I said. The white people shit. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> yes, you, you, I mean, where's your where's your where's your driver's license, boy? Let me see some ID. Right, because I don't want to have to get a we stand with you know John T shirt and all that good stuff. Yeah, and you know where you live at. Um, okay, didn't you say you lived in the woods? Yes. Yeah. He's got a gas station about a, a mile down that I would be afraid to stop at. Um, a mile down? Well, about two miles. About two miles. Well, there's a 7 Eleven. No, I'm that's, talking about the one where you get off at AFO. Oh, that's six miles. That's about six or seven miles. The marathon. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't stop there by myself, even if I had a couple of guns on me. Do you yeah, understand? there's nothing around that marathon, no. Nothing but Ku Klux Klan land. I'm sure they got a, a little wooden house in the back. <laughs> mm. Please be safe, John. Thank you. Steph. Yes, sir. How are you doing this week? I am. I'm good. I'm Uh-oh. good. I'm just a little tired, but I'm good. Long week? Very long week. With work yeah. and today is gonna be a very long day. Um, so yeah. Understood. Understood. Yes. Yes. That is great to hear. Well how are you? We I am great. Okay, Tony the tiger. <laughs> did you have frosted flakes for breakfast? I did not. I do have some in the pantry. I actually went to Target and got those uh Avatar Pandora Frosted Flakes with the little blue, uh, a purple or whatever color, little berry things in them. They're pretty good. I had a bowl of it before, but. You know, that's something like I Like berries or marshmallows? No, no marshmallows. It's just like, a, like the Captain Crunch berry or something, I guess. Oh, okay. Never yeah. Right. I don't like marshmallows. Excuse me. Especially not in my cereal. Um, Let me say this. Uh, you asked how I'm doing. I am doing good. And I'm going to take this time out real quick as a black man to address other black men, because I think it's very important what I'm about to say that black men hear this. Men hear this in general because men suffer. Um, but especially my black men, I think it's very important because most times we hear these things from women and you know we half half listen to women because that's just how we're made up to be we're ignorant in that fact when we should listen to them but i want to talk to the black men and i want you guys to listen to me um real quick here as i talk to you a couple of weeks ago on an episode i made a statement that you know, I was miserable with my work, with my job, and you know, a couple other things, and and that holds true. I, I'm not happy, and um, a few of you have reached out and um, asked how I was doing mentally, and I and I thank you guys that everyone that has reached out, everyone that has showed some type of concern continuously. No one knew at all what I was going through or how I was feeling, except for my wife, who has been a constant support for me with this situation. 
And, you know, I, I just, you know, I don't really share those things. And I think it was alarming to a lot of people because of the uh, personality that I have for me to actually make a statement like that. I will tell you all that if it ever got to a point where it turned into depression, I would go and get, seek some counsel, some help, a therapist. Uh, just last week, just this week, I'm sorry, we witnessed a young man, um, Twitch, Stephen, Twitch boss. I wasn't familiar with him, but he was the DJ on the Ellen show. He committed suicide. Um, a week or two before that, a, a gentleman, white guy out of California, he was a school principal for many years. He had a altercation with his wife and he committed suicide at Disneyland. I want to use this time again to address, you know, men and, and everybody suffers for it, but, but from it, but I, I really want to address the men because we, have this thing that we, we have called pride. Um, and wow, tearing up as I talk about this. There was a time uh, where I suffered from depression. And I, and I believe I probably shared this in probably our very, very early, early, early episodes. I, I suffered from depression. It hits us all. And, you know, for us as black men, we're like, oh, we're too strong for that. I'm not going to see a therapist. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Uh, you know, just because we were supposed to be a strong black man, puff a chest out. We're not going to do that. Um, and that's how we lose our lives. I suffered from it because of a loss in my family. That was very near and dear to me. Depression hits us at all different types of forms and ways that you can only imagine. It, it could be, you know, dealing with loss. It could be, you know, dealing with your job. It could be loss of a friendship. It could be marital problems. It could be, you know, parents. It could be suffering from growing up, you know, your adulthood. It could be a lot of things that have caused a seasonal depression. Seasonal depression is real. It's going on now, um, as we see. And I, I never contemplated ever taking my life. I, I never contemplated. However, I was in such a depressed state where I removed myself from everyone. Um, my interactions were very low. Um, I bit people's head off when anyone said anything to me and it could be, somebody could be say, Hey, you're looking good today. And um, with the support of my wife, she wasn't my wife at that time. But the support of my wife, the support of my mother, I decided to go get help because I was slowly but surely spiraling out of control. 
I one day had an episode where I went to call, and this is me losing my grandmother. I went and call, went to call my grandmother. It was just a, a, a day, and she had been gone at that point around like three or four months, I want to say. And I don't know what happened. I, I, I was getting ready for work, and I went to the kitchen, and um, I went to call her. And, of course, the phone didn't pick up, and it just hit me. And I know that I had a breakdown in our kitchen. And the next thing I know that I can remember, I was on the side of the road, pulled over, pulled myself over. And I was, I was, I think I was a little bit past the, um, past the citrus bowl. And I was just in my boxers and a regular t-shirt, no shoes, no socks. I didn't know how I got there. Um, and what made me pull over is, um, I guess my my wife and my mom had been calling me and I finally answered the phone, not knowing where I was, how I got there, anything. I had a break. And it scared everyone because I hadn't I, I didn't show up to work. That's how they knew. Um, it scared me. And I, it was enough of the. I'm strong. I don't need it. I can't show weakness. It was enough of that because at that point, my life was on the line. And I went and got help. It was the toughest thing that I've ever had to do because it was pushing my pride aside. It was me saying as a man, hey, you know, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to know that you're not succeeding in something because we're not perfect. You're not perfect, black man. You're special, but you're not perfect. And I wasn't succeeding. I needed help. I was losing a battle. And I went and I did that. And I could tell you it was tough to get through because you sit there and you have this barrier, you have this wall, you have this toughness, you have this, you know, this ignorance is what it is that I don't need this. I'm going, you know, I know that my my life is in jeopardy here with the, the breakdowns and how I'm treating everybody, being nasty to my wife, being nasty to my mom, my sister, my, my, my friends, everybody. But I don't need this. What am I sitting in here for? And the first thing would get asked to me is, how are you doing today? Ronald, how are you doing? And I would open my mouth to talk and nothing but tears would come down. That happened for probably the first four, five, maybe six sessions. <laughs> I would sit there and cry for the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes nonstop. Not able to get a word out, just crying. 
And it made me better. It made me feel better because it's all about having that support, that support system. Being strong is not what you think it is. We have this, we, 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 especially as black men are taught to be strong for our families and, 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 but, but we have to be, we have to be strong for ourselves and be able to pick ourselves up and everything. It's not what is what you think it is. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to ask for help. And it can come, as I said earlier, any forms again, mine was death. It could come with jobs, you know, loss of jobs. It could come in relationships, whether it's your your marriage or your 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 dating style or or, or your your relationship with your siblings, your parents, or whatever the case is. This young man last week he had a video out on TikTok where he was again showing strength. Showing, showing that he's a strong black man doing a dancing video with his wife in less than 24 hours. He disappeared, went to a motel and, and shot himself. Black man, I encourage you. Whatever it is that you're dealing with in life, rather it is just being let down, feeling let down for yourself, not just from people, but just from yourself. I encourage you, I plead with you, I beg with you to go seek help. And let me tell you something, it's, it's, it's cool to sometimes talk to your friends, you know, it's good to talk to your friends. It's good to get encouragement from your friends, from your spouse, from your family, but you need a certified professional to sit there and talk with you. It is so important. That conversation that you have with that person stays between you and that person. You can share it if you want to share it. I sat here and I shared with I'm not I'm not gonna share I never I didn't share with you guys word for word or that conversation. But that conversation between you and that therapist stays with you and that therapist. They don't judge you. You need to and I and I and I and I'll say this and I'll go a step further. I encourage you all to seek someone to talk to, even if you feel like you're not struggling. Right. Even if you feel like you're not going through anything, life is great. Um, you know, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to share this with you guys again. Cause I just, I, I, I'm all about being transparent. I'm actually going to go see a therapist again. Um, not because I am fighting for my life, but because I need someone outside of my encourage, my, my, my support system, my team, my, 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 let me tell you something. My wife is a godsend. She is a blessing to me every day. Um, even when she first found out about me, uh, going through that, man, 
even with her busy day, we we both work at home. She's upstairs in her office. I'm downstairs in mine. Before her day gets started, she comes in this office and sits down and talk with me, rub my head, see what she can do for me. You know, that is she's a godsend. My mom, you know, she's a godsend calling me, praying with me in the morning. Um, my friends, you guys, you guys are godsend just checking in on me. Um, but you need someone professionally to talk to that you could share. And, and, and it gets very, it's tough. It is tough because you don't know this person. So oh. you're not so comfortable, but I can promise you for your own mental health, it is the best thing you could ever do in your life. And I'm going to, I'm going to resume that because there's some things that it's too heavy of a burden not just for me to care to carry, but for me to place that on my wife too. So I'm encouraging you guys and I don't want to take too much time, but these things happen. Seasonal depression is real. The devil is real. All these things that that come into your head mentally, all these things that are causing confusion and chaos in your life, sitting there where you're feeling like you're not worth anything, when you're not doing enough, when you feel like nobody is is able to 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 talk to you, you feel like you're just being ignored. If you feel like you're not loved, it is real. And it's not going to go away with you just sitting there, you know, just hoping you could pray that that prayer works as well, but you need to get some help. I'm here to tell you, you need to get some help. And you have to take that first step because this is all about self-care. When when you whenever, you know, you've heard here on the show when Steph has said self-care and fellas, are you OK? Are you going to the doctor? That's that's just one part of it. People are dropping dead because of depression, because of stress. That you look at them in the night, they're the most healthiest person on earth. How is this happening? And it's that time of the year right now where it's, it's, it's depression is hitting for one, one reason or another. It's hitting, you know, because of the holidays, because of the weather change. It's just, you know, going into the new year. It's real. I sat back the other day and I said, man, I've lost three close family members all in one year this year. Three. Two that were, you know, older, even though it is, it's not, you know, it, because of age, it's like, man, you know, they've lived a long life, but still. You know, it's still sad because they were close family members. And then one that just came out of nowhere. That was still reeling from. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know, so I, I again, I encourage you all. I encourage everybody, men, women, um, no matter what your race um, but I, I'm specifically talking to black men today for sure, because we really, really just let our ego and our pride get in the way. Go. Even if you feel like you're not, you're okay. Go. Just go. 
Um, and that was therapy for me <laughs> um, <laughs> doing that. And um, thank you guys for listening. So uh, let's transition out of that. I didn't cry enough this morning. <laughs> and let's, um, you know, talk about what's going to happen for us with the show. We, you know, as you guys know, we do our best to give you guys all the content week after week after week after week. And sometimes we have to recharge our batteries. We need to recharge our batteries. I think, you know, in all of the time of doing this show, we've probably taken off one time. (laughs) So um, this episode that you're listening to, episode 98, will be the last episode for 2022. We will return for the new year on January 10th with episode 99. We're going to take a couple of weeks off um, to recharge our batteries, enjoy our families and, you know, just take it all in and and come back ready and renewed for you guys for the new year. So for the next two weeks after this episode drops on the 20th, the 27th and the 3rd, there won't be new episodes of the Short Desk Podcast, but we'll be back. Live and in color on the 10th. We will still, however, have our YouTube show going out every Thursday and our sports show because it's bowl season and we're getting closer to the playoffs. So we can't take no break off of that. (laughs) Um, So we will have that every Friday as well. Um, We'll be, you know, having some interactions with you guys on social media, you know, putting up some polls, you know, it just interacting on our, on the polls and things like that, just staying active, letting you guys know we still there. But for the next two weeks after this episode drops, the short, this podcast is going to take a little break and uh, spend some time. So just wanted to give that all to you guys. Wanted to thank you all for your support. It is never ending with supporting all of the social media, all of our, you know, platforms that we have out there with the OG podcast, which is what you're hearing right now. The sports show Friday, the YouTube show on Thursday. Listen, we still need to hit that hundred subscribers. So go out there and subscribe like please follow the short this podcast on youtube you will enjoy it it is not what you're hearing on the tuesday show we're doing different content on that show 30 to 40 minutes at the most of uh, content and you get to see our beautiful faces so please go out there and do that stuff let me ask you do you have our city of the week of the week that has been supporting I do. Our city this week is Farmington Hills, Michigan. Mm. It has a population of 83,986. And if I'm not mistaken, Farmington Hills is a a suburb of Detroit. Oh, wow. It is such a coincidence because that's where uh, my bestie lives. We were just talking about him before we got on the show. Oh, really? Wow. He's he's a professor at Michigan 
in addition to working for President Biden. But we'll get into that on a later show. Um, Notable people from Farmington Hills, Elizabeth Berkeley, um, better known as Jesse from Saved by the Bell, and Devin Funches, uh, NFL wide receiver. So thank you. Elizabeth Berkeley from Showgirls. That's where I know her from. You didn't watch Saved by the Bell? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesse Spano. Jesse, I'm so excited. Showgirls is where I'm really. Remember she was on drugs? John is laughing because he remembers that episode. I'm so excited. John remembers Showgirls like me. I never saw Showgirls. See, Hmm. he remembered Jesse being on drugs on Saved by the Bell. Watch Showgirls, John. She was toasted. She's like, I'm so excited. Showgirls is a great movie. Yeah, so thank you, Farmington Hills. We love you. Showgirls is a good movie. It's good. Did you watch Hustlers? No. What's that? It's a. Uh, it was Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B. Was Lizzo in it? Oh, uh, you know what? That was on the other day when I came. I was in my office in school, and my wife had it on. I don't think she was watching it, but I think it was like on ETV or something. Mm-hmm. And I halfway paid attention to it. It's on Hulu too. It to say it was J Lo, it was pretty and, and Cardi. It was pretty decent. Um, okay. I'll pass. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I you know I watched it because I did like Showgirls, so I was like, let me check Hustlers out, and yeah, mm. yeah. was uh wasn't Kiki was on there, right? Why, What's um, the name? Shepherd. Not no, Shepherd. not Kiki. Lord, I'm thinking about Apollo. <laughs> Palmer. Oh, oh Lord, Kiki Palmer. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah, Kiki she's pregnant, wasn't in that way. movie. She is. Congrats, congratulations. Yes, Kiki is yeah. in that movie. Yes, congrats, okay. Kiki. I'll pass. <laughs> I don't like the fact. Can, can I speak on that for a moment? Yeah, go ahead. Kiki Palmer announced that she was pregnant, and I know we, the three of us, we see we have three totally different, you know, groups of Facebook friends, three different perspectives on what we see on timelines. But I'm gonna speak from what I saw. So Kiki Palmer announced her pregnancy. And I know that sometimes there are some black men who do this because it was done to me when I announced my pregnancy. Here we go creating another single parent home. Why are you celebrating being pregnant out of wedlock as if she got pregnant on her own? There was no other participant. Um, No other culture of woman does this classless stuff. That was said personally to me. Okay, um, black man, please stop doing that because when all is said and done, the majority of the the black men that I know who are doing this, their moms were single mothers. Mm. So I'm I'm just wondering if you're saying these same things to your mothers and grandmothers. Mm. And I say that to say this: Do you know how? Hard it must be. Can you imagine how hard it must be as a mother? I don't care if you have one child. I don't care if you have 10. And and fathers too. Let me throw fathers in there too, because there are some wonderful single fathers. But do you know how hard it is to carry a family on your own? Again, I don't care if it's one child. I don't care if it's 10. It's still hard. And I don't like when people just naturally assume that she's going to be out here being a single mother, because from what I see, the father is very involved. I really want black men. I really want you all to stop using 
every opportunity there is to bash black women. Black women, I want you to stop using every opportunity that comes along to not only bash black men, but to bash black women in return. Because there were some women who said it too. Just stop the nonsense. If you can't be happy for somebody, shut the hell up. Mind yeah, your business move on. And keep it moving. Because if I were to show my, even, you know, it's it's been over a year since I, I, you know, lost my baby. But if I were to show my family some of the screenshots of comments, if I were to show the two of you some of the screenshots of comments that people made toward me after I announced my pregnancy, I would go looking for them right now. The cruel things that were said to me, you know, basically they made it seem like I was creating this out of wedlock, single parent household and I, I needed to be ashamed of it. Mm. Not knowing that whether it was me and the father or just me, my baby was going to be well loved, well taken care of more than some of you that are out here in houses with men who don't give a good goddamn about you or your child. Mm. So before you say something cruel about someone's experience, if they're if they're happy, if they're experiencing that joy, let people have their joy. This world is too cruel. This world is too cold. And and thing bad things happen every single day. Anytime someone finds joy, let them have their joy, please. Yeah, you you are absolutely right. And one thing to say about that is, just because somebody's married, that don't mean that they're happy. Listen. So you want to sit there and throw darts at somebody because they're you know going to be a single uh, parent. Being married ain't the end all be all. So many mugs are sitting there in the marriage and miserable as hell just because they married and, you know, they got a big old family or whatever. That don't mean that they live in a life of luxury. Listen, I know several households where there are two parents um, present, but the mom is still a single parent. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So stop talking and, and as Steph said earlier just move the hell on if you ain't got anything to say positive about somebody being happy about bringing another life in a healthy productive life in it ain't like the girl strung out on drugs and about to have a crack baby Mm-mm. it ain't like the girl got pregnant by her uncle or her dad that's what you really need to be worried about be getting pregnant by her uncle her dad or her pastor right a priest Because let me tell you something, people always, and I say this from the perspective of a single, never married, 42-year-old woman, people will ask, where's your husband? Where are your babies? Um, Oh, gosh, are you living alone? And, you know, I've even been asked this, are you a lesbian? Is that why you're not married yet? No one ever asked, Steph, are you happy? Mm. Hello. Because guess what? No, I'm not married. No, I'm not a lesbian. But I'm at peace in my home. Mm. I'm not crying myself to sleep at night wondering where my husband is. (laughs) Mm. Um, I'm not dishing out child support to help with my husband's side babies. Mm. Um, I'm not out here looking like a whole fool over a man. So next time anybody wants to ask me about a husband 
or kids, or if I may be a lesbian, even if I was, there was nothing wrong with that. Um, Ask me if I'm happy first. Then you can ask the rest of the questions. Mm. My mother. This is absolutely free. Right. Because let me tell you something. My mother. My mother raised me to chase a happy life. She didn't raise me to chase a married life. She didn't raise me to chase motherhood. She raised me to chase happiness. Mm -hmm. And she is the one person that asked me that. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. And that's so, all that matter. Right, because her thing was always, I don't want my girls to go through things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, before you ask people all of these questions, y'all, well, first of all, you shouldn't be asking all these questions at all. Like John said, let's mind your business. It's free. Yes. yes. But if you're going to ask a question, ask people if they're happy. Mm-hmm. And then if they say no, then you ask the rest of the questions. If they say yes, change the subject. Talk about something else. That's it. That's it. Mind your damn business. Listen, let's jump into the last top 10 for 2022. This was a top 10 that was voted on by you all. It came down to the wire. Shouts out to Steph's friend who wanted us to do both. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Because she said, how can you pick between these two and only do one of them? Right. Uh, Maybe we should have done both. We probably should have. We probably should have, but it's all good. If, if I had known then that this was going to be the last episode of the year, I would have been like, hell with it. Let's do both. <laughs> You're right. Well, Dang. top 10 Christmas songs against top 10 Christmas movies. John always throw these doozies at us for his top 10s that, you know, for the last, I want to say the last three picks at least for him yeah. they've come down to the wire and i'm so ex- i'm so disappointed because i had a really good one for the next episode oh man you were gonna cuss me you got it though 2023 we're gonna start off with a bang yes sir you're gonna you, cuss you, me we, we're gonna put it on the polls uh the week before that show and you guys will vote uh steph won't say it on the episode but I'll put it on the uh, polls and then we'll vote and boom, we'll be ready for episode 99. Yes. Matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you when we stop <laughs> recording. Oh, no, mm-hmm. that's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to get cussed out on this side of Christmas. <laughs> You're right. And I want to give you time to change your mind. No, I'm not going to change my mind on this one. This this one is going to be like, Steph, what the hell? <sighs> Top 10 Christmas movies won over top 10 Christmas songs. And again, it was tied up. And so we were the deciding tiebreakers, the the decision makers for the tiebreak for this episode. And so now we got top 10 Christmas movies. John, was this a difficult top 10 for you? No, I put it together about three minutes. Damn. Okay. Steph? Same, about five minutes. I put the list together pretty quick, but it was difficult after the top two. 
for me. So we're going to go ahead and start off with the list. Oh, man, I need to start keeping a rotation list. Who went first last week? Do you I think remember? I did. Okay. And I think I went last, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. So to be John first, I'm second. Steph is last. Whoever's turn it is to pick for the next week always goes last. Whoever picked the list uh, usually okay. goes first. Oh, good way I to think. keep up with this. Is that stuff. how it's been doing? I, I don't so. know, John. I haven't been paying attention to any of that. Me either. I think you have, Steph, because you just came up with it. No, Damn. because I didn't pick last week. John picked last week. So did John go first? Mm, or you went first last week, Keith? I didn't go first last week. No, Keith went first. I went middle. John went last. That's right. You're right. So whoever picks goes first, and whoever's turn is coming up goes last. Well, we're going to change it around. Like you said, whoever picks the -hmm. list will go first that week. Mm -hmm. So this was John's pick, so he'll go first. I'll go second, and Steph, you'll go last. Mm -hmm. All right. That's right. That's how we've been doing it. And so then next week you'll be first. Well, Wait a minute. next year. So why isn't Steph announcing what the top 10 picks are going to be for 2020? Because it'll be two weeks from now. But you might need two weeks to put this list together. Damn, are you serious? You might as well just yeah. announce it now. Give us two weeks. Because uh-huh. that's how we normally do it. Otherwise, we're just going to come on to episode 99 without a list. Hmm. Is that flawed right. logic? It's not. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, let me start by saying that no matter which one wins, we cannot have any honorable mentions. <laughs> okay? So your choices are top 10 hype Williams directed videos versus the top 10 sports rivalries of all time. Merry Christmas. John. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start this top 10 list. Why so quiet? Y'all didn't think those were good choices? I'm actually writing it down. <laughs> Keith, what do you think about those choices? So I could toss darts at it later. I don't have the brain power for it now. Didn't I tell you you won't need two weeks to put either one of those lists together? Hype yeah. Williams music videos versus yes. top 10 sports rivalries, rivalries of all, of all time. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right, John. Let's start off this list, man. Uh, Steph is playing Scrooge McDuck for. Oh, listen, I, I like yeah. to put a little razzle dazzle on my top 10s. Yeah. John, did you have any honorable mentions for, since this is the last one, we'll be able to have honorable mentions for for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. Or yes, I do, rather. Die Hard, uh, Bad Santa, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Batman Returns, and The Santa Claus. Uh, my number 10 is The Preacher's Wife. Oh, man, I forgot about Preacher's Wife. Okay. That was with uh, Whitney Houston, Denzel Washington, and uh, 
where we were rooting for the preacher's wife to cheat on her husband with an angel. You know? Wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> the very salacious. Uh, (laughs) my my list is next and i have uh three four honorable mentions that will be this christmas die hard almost christmas and batman returns number 10 friday after next (laughs) (laughs) i just saw the clip uh yesterday it came up on one of my feeds of uh when cat was when he splashed with terry cruz splash cat with the (laughs) me? i don't want to watch it (laughs) Uh, distress (laughs) <laughs> okay Steph what you got for us the vice I group. have three honorable <laughs> mentions <laughs> now I, I want to watch it mm. I have three honorable mentions Elf, Die Hard and this third one people don't consider it a Christmas movie but because it's my favorite movie ever and it has a Christmas scene in it it's a Christmas movie Goodfellas Oh man, you know what? That's right. I didn't think about that. I tell people don't play with me about Goodfellas because yeah. the world stops when my movie is on. Okay. Do you guys know I've never watched the movie Elf? Really? I hadn't watched it up until um, this year. It's wow. <laughs> Elf was a good movie, but I the first time I saw it, I was disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. I expected it to be funnier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wasn't impressed. No, my coworkers were hyping it up. So that's you why you need I to watch. You need to watch it with your daughter. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's why it's an honorable mention. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a spin. You look at his other works like Step Brothers, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. You expect him to come with the fu- or you know Talladega Nights. You expect him to come with the funny, and Elf is right. like, mm. it was a whimper. Wow, but yeah, I know people a, hype it up, boy. But I know a couple of my friends listening to this are going to say something to me about my good fellas, but we've been having this argument for years and years. Like, don't play with me. It's Christmas. Okay. So if it just has one Christmas scene in it, it's deemed a Christmas movie? Uh, only because it's good fellas. <laughs> Everybody knows how I feel about that movie and about Robert De Niro. So, so if if uh, Leprechaun in the Hood had a Christmas scene in it? it... Yeah, if you want it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel that's that's only my. Do you watch it around Christmas time? I watch Goodfellas once a week. Oh, okay. With with the Frosty the Snowman playing in the background and stuff, it's a Christmas movie. Wow, I can dig it. (laughs) And one of my one of my y'all may I'm just gonna say one of y'all y'all may question is a if it's a Christmas movie, but I'll I'll be able to back it up too. Okay. Okay. But my number 10 is Lethal Weapon. All right. And people love to argue that one too, but it is a Christmas movie. It most definitely is. Number nine, John, what you got? A Charlie Brown Christmas. All right. 
let that one off because I was considering it a show and not a movie. Dang. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, okay. Come on, Steph. I mean, it was only 30 minutes long. It said it was a movie. Okay. I'm mad my I left it off goodness. my list, but it's okay. What is going on with you? <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> Number nine for me is Scrooged. The Bill Murray movie. <laughs> oh man, shout out to Malaysia, my little sister. That's her favorite Christmas movie ever. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I, I used to love watching that movie growing oh. up. I haven't seen it in years. We try to watch it every year. I love that movie. Number nine, Steph, what you got? Um, this is a movie that originally came on TV One. Many people may not have seen it, but it was like these two movies that were intertwined. But I love it. It's called You Can't Fight Christmas. I love that movie. It's so cute. Hmm. Who's in that one? Um, Brilly Evans. Uh, what's that boy's name? Uh, Andre uh, Fuller. Who else is in it? Um, you remember that dude? He plays a daddy or a granddad in every movie, and I can't think of his name. He played, um, I'm trying to think of other stuff he played in. He usually plays a drunk daddy or granddaddy. Like, um, you remember the movie Kingdom Come with LL Cool J? Mm-hmm. He played the funeral director. I can't ever funeral think of his director. name. Hold on, I'm about to look his name up. Is it Faison? Not Faison Love, but uh, it's Faison something, right? Is I don't know. He's an that? older man. Um, and like I said, he usually plays a dad or a granddad in every movie. And in, um, oh gosh, his name is Richard Gant. I'm looking him up now. I'm going to tell Gant. you, I'm going to tell you who else he played in. He played in Rocky five. He played in, uh, he played on a lot of TV shows. I'm oh, okay. well, I, know I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He played in a lot of TV shows, not a whole lot of movies. He was a yeah. promoter in Rocky Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to okay. say he played Don King in a movie, too. I, I'm not sure, but... Well, he yeah. sure looks like Don King in the Rocky Five uh, film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what but it was. He, um, he, he's one of those uh, black Hollywood talents that just kind of fly under the radar, but he's good at playing a drunk uncle. But he was in it... Um, I can't think of anybody. Erica Ash was in it. It's a cute little movie, but okay. yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. All right. John, what you got for number eight? Lethal Weapon. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. That is most definitely a Christmas movie. Number eight for me is Bad Santa. Bernie Mac made that movie for me. I follow his daughter on TikTok. She shares some very interesting stories. Um, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. What you got for number eight, Steph? Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. All right. <laughs> poor, poor, poor McAllister's. Poor Kevin, yeah. Running up the bills on mommy and daddy. Yeah. Number seven. What you got for number seven, John? Just Friends. Who's Just Friends, that? what's that? You probably never heard of it. It's a... Uh, it's a Ryan Reynolds uh, Christmas type oh, movie. Oh, I came seen out in two thousand five. He starts out by singing "All for Ones." I swear, at the very really, end. yeah, yeah. 
and um, it's about a. I guess he uh, they just graduated in uh, high school back in 1995, and he was friend zoned by his best friend, uh, who is the uh, female protagonist, and um, ends up getting embarrassed at the a uh, graduation party. And so he says, I'm leaving here. I'm going to be so successful, which he does. He leaves uh, the state of New Jersey, goes to California. He's a big time record executive. And then um, somehow he he mistakenly or by accident has to go back to the place that he hasn't traveled to in 10 years, even though his mom and his brother's there. And, um, oh, wow. He basically goes back and uh, he gets with his high school sweetheart or the lady who friend zoned him from 10 years ago. So. Why did I feel like I've seen that movie? You probably have. Hmm. I'm about to go check it out and refresh my mind and memory. All right. Good pick. Number seven for me is I, I put them both together. Home Alone 1 and 2. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. I like both those movies. So that's my number seven. Steph, what you got for number seven? Almost Christmas. All right. My wife's favorite one of, I think that may be her favorite Christmas movie. Oh, man. <laughs> that movie, I could watch it every day during Christmas. I love it. <laughs> number six. What you got for number six, John? Almost Christmas. All right. Okay. <laughs> number six for me. Love this movie. Jingle all the way. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Love it. Was all sorts bad. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, number six, Steph. What you got? Scrooged. All right. Yes, ma'am. You know that they say that he's a nightmare to work with, Bill Murray. All yeah, these stories I've heard are coming out. I heard yeah. that. But you know, he um, you know, one of his uh kids was at Clemson, graduated from Clemson, and the whole time his child was there, like he would be on campus partying with the kids and stuff. I didn't know he had kids. Wow. Okay. Number five. John, what you got? This Christmas. All right. Great movie. Great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Number five for me is this is the one that I may have to defend. I don't know. Trading places. No, that's Christmas. No, it's a Christmas okay. movie. I All just right. hate I left it off my list. Okay. Trading places, baby. What you got for number five, Steph? The best man holiday. <sighs> yeah. So here we go. That was a great, great movie. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't put it on my list. The only reason it made my list is because of the great writing. That's the only reason it made my list. It was um, a it was excellent. It's not one I can watch every single holiday. I have watched it this this year. I have watched it. I watched it like a week ago. Um, but I will admit, I do not watch the movie past when he runs in the house after the game. Mm. I don't watch anything after that. Um, but because of the way, because, you know, with me, with TV shows and movies, I love anything that's well written. 
And that movie was so well written. I just couldn't really leave it was. off my list. Yeah. And the it acting, really let's give it up for yes. Morris Chestnut. Because, yeah. baby, you would have thought his wife died for real. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for the series is coming out on Peacock yes. on the 22nd or 23rd. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. However, I believe that Best Men Holiday is one of the best movies ever made. But it was not on my list because I could only watch that movie one time. And I ain't watched it. I'm never watching it again. And I have not watched it since. I've never watched it. Woo. That's tough. Don't, don't that's do a tough it. movie to get Usually through. I tell people, watch it one time, but no, don't do it. Like, and not only Morris Chestnut, but Nia Long put on a great performance too. Like they made yeah. the pain believable yeah. to the point where I was in the in the movie theater crying all my makeup off my face. Yeah. Don't watch it, John. Yeah, don't do it. Thank you. <laughs> it was so crazy because this guy that was sitting next to me, <laughs> he was with his wife. They were fine though. And he was mm. just like, he he like was rubbing me on my back. He's like, Do you need anything? You need some water? And I was like, No. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he, she, his wife made him get up and go get me some tissue and some water because I lost it. It was, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Uh, number four. What you got for number four, John? Home Alone. All right. That was a uh, was a great yeah. movie. Uh, Joe yeah. Pesci and um, what's the other guy's name? Daniel Stern. Yeah. They have the Home Alone Funko Pop set with them coming up the stairs and Kevin getting ready to push the paint can <laughs> down. I swear I want it. <laughs> but I was like, I need room. I need somewhere to put it. <laughs> it's so dope. Yes, it is. You showed it to me. It is dope. Yeah. My number four is a Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm so mad I left that off. Yeah. Love it. Love Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Number four, Steph, what do you have? Home Alone. All right. Great pick, guys. Number three, what you got, John? A Christmas Story. All right. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Never. I feel like well, I have failed you as a friend. Maybe I have when I was a kid. Uh, I, yeah, I probably have. Isn't that the one where he got his tongue stuck on the... Uh... Yes, one of the characters. Okay, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen it. Um, so I've watched the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out last week on HBO Max, and it was absolutely horrible. I'm so mad. <laughs> they should have left... Why are you going to make a sequel 40 years later? And then they had the nerve to place that movie on the top uh, 100 greatest Christmas movies ever made. Wow. The, the sequel? Yes. The sequel. It just came out. It's on the top wow. 100 list. Somebody's was, top was, 100 list. I guess we could. Well, I'll talk about it later. But I just, I was disappointed. I was mad. I'm not watching that. Don't. Cause you'll be like, if you, if you love the original, don't watch the sequel. And I really wish I had not watched the sequel. Hmm. You'll shoot your eye out. (laughs) And please, you know what? They sell Red Ryder BB guns in Walmart. And every year I say, I'm going to get one and I never do. So when we're done recording today, I'm going to Walmart to get me a Red Ryder BB gun. 
Oh, oh my gosh, Steph. Never grow up, please. Oh, I won't. I please refuse. Don't. I refuse. Please don't. Damn, no Toys R Us kids commercials ever again. Listen, Isn't that crazy? I'm always going to be a kid at heart. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. Number three. That's from me, right? Yeah. Number three, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love 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 that movie i love that series the first three the national lampoon's vacation and the european vacation and christmas vacation i love it i loved it all so funny funny movie to me what you got for number three stuff same thing national lampoon's christmas vacation (laughs) (laughs) i can't go on christmas without watching it i have not watched it this year yet so i haven't either (laughs) <laughs> when the 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 uh what was the the granddad or great uncle with his hair was on fire. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I love that movie. I actually need to find that that mug, the uh the moose mug. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy it because um I like to put some coquito in it when my wife makes some. Listen, listen. I'm mm. so mad I can't ever get any during Christmas. Because none of my Puerto Rican friends live near me. Oh, wow. Wow. And then, you know, us, we try to make it. Y'all stop putting eggnog and Hennessy together and calling it coquito. Because it's not the same. Y'all getting on my nerves now. Mm -hmm. Cut it out. But, you know, I should have came to Florida. That struggle coquito. Mm -hmm. Okay, it ain't coquito. It's hood shit. I said struggle. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I can't even say struggle coquito. Just hood S-H-I-T. Mm. My lord. Uh, Would you drink it though, um, John? Hell no. <laughs> Damn eggnog and Hennessy. I'm going straight to the show. toilet. Yes. <laughs> My man had loose stews just from the uh the truly that we tried. The, truly. the truly holiday packs. That bumbleberry? Oh, God. Listen, so I, quick, quick. I tried the doctor, the pear one, and put some mm. tequila in it. It actually mm. made it better. Really? It did. But I poured the rest of I kept the pear. I poured the rest of them out because I'm going to put some Patron in that pear and drink it. Oof. And what we're talking about is what we try. We try certain things on the YouTube show. And so Steph had us try the truly... Mm. Holiday pack hard seltzer, and it was truly horrible. Yeah, yeah. truly a disgrace. Uh, number truly two. unpalatable. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for number two, John? Trading places. All yeah, right. right, yes, sir. Yes, sir. My one dollar. <laughs> my favorite is when uh oh boy done had a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> your brother's dying sir. fuck him <laughs> oh man um my number two is one of my favorite favorite not just christmas movies but one of my favorite movies of all time and this is just it's just amazing it's an amazing movie 
to me. He did. There, there's no. They, they should never remake it um, unless they're going to do a part two, and he's going to play the part. And that's Doctor Seuss's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas" live version with Jim Carrey. Oh man! Oh man! I love, love, love that movie. I mean, I remember I didn't want to see it, but my sister at the time, she wanted to see it. She was a little kid. I was like, okay, let's go. And oh, my God, I love that movie. Jim Carrey is the Grinch. So, um, yeah, that's my favorite movie. And I, I used to love the cartoon movie, too. But when I saw the live version, it just far exceeded everything. So, Steph, what you got for number two? This Christmas. All right. All right. Great movie. Number one. We down to it. John, what you got for number one? The Wiz. You're right. I'm so mad I didn't include that. It's a Christmas movie? It's a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I didn't know that. Oh. Man, I haven't seen The Wiz in a long, long time. I was watching it the other night, child. Ease them down, ease them down the road. You know, I want to say this because I took offense back here a couple of months ago. I don't know if I mentioned it to y'all. When Kenya Barris and it was somebody else, some of they want to make a black version of The Wizard of Oz as if The Wiz never existed. Wow. No, I was you didn't say highly, that, He did. I was highly ticked off. That was To me, that was disrespectful to a classic like The Wiz. Wow. And I hope it never comes to fruition. Mm. I don't wish anything bad on people's aspirations and dreams, but because of the disrespect, I hope it never happens for him. And he just had a show with Diana Ross's daughter. Mm-hmm. And he had the nerve to say, wow. Right. Right. Okay. The uh, nerve, the unmitigated goal. Wow. Wow. My number one show. I'm sorry. One number one movie, one of my top movies of all time. If you've listened to the show, probably would have guessed it would be number one. Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Everybody knows that I love love the Lethal Weapon series, and Lethal Weapon one with probably my favorite fight scene of all time between Murtaugh and Old Boy. Oh man, that was uh, I love that movie. Love it so. That's my number one. Steph, what you got for number one? <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say this too because he on this list we've been giving out today. He's been on a couple. He's been in a couple of these movies, even though he wasn't in the first Lethal Weapon. He was in all the sequels. Joe Pesci is like such an underrated actor. I love him so much. He is. And people, yes, I don't feel is. people give him his flowers. I, I just don't. Like, he gives movies that little razzle-dazzle. He's very versatile to be yes. able to play a crazy mobster in one and then a bumbling fool in another one. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, with Goodfellas, I can't imagine anybody else playing Tommy DeVito. Right. In Home Alone, I couldn't um, imagine anybody else. Was he Harry or was he the other one? He was Harry. He was Harry. I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. Like Joe does not receive his flowers, and that's so unfortunate because I think he is the greatest. Like he's he's awesome. I love him. Yeah, he. Nobody would. Uh, nobody would be able to play Leo Getz. No. Like, uh, 
him, but man, man he is very versatile. I mean, <laughs> my goodness, he is uh wow. Yeah, right. he has a wide range. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. In casino right. too. He played in casino, yeah. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. What you got for number one, Steph? This comes on every year for 24 hours straight, <clears throat> and my family gets irritated because aside to stop and watch sports, I'm on the couch watching it for 24 hours straight, and that is a Christmas story. I oh, wow. Yes. Wow. I don't play about a Christmas story. They come in there interrupting. Can I turn? Can you go away? Wow. <laughs> Or this is my oldest sister's thing. You already watched it three times, and I'm going to watch it nine more because it's coming on 12 times. Dang. Mm-hmm. Do they start on Christmas Eve? They start on Christmas Eve, 7 p.m. It used to just be on TBS. Now mm-hmm. it's on TBS, TNT, and another channel. And they kind of stagger it. Like TBS will start at 7, TNT will start at 8, and the other channel will start at 9. They don't yeah. run simultaneously like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love a Christmas story. I can sit and recite it word for word. And my Christmas Eve is not complete without it. All right. (laughs) Well, the great top 10 to end out 2022. Yes. I do want to go on a quick mini rant before we go into a couple of topics. I have been a lifelong DC comic book fan. I have a lot of the DC comic books from, you know, Superman, Spider-Man, I'm not Spider-Man, Batman, (laughs) (laughs) Um, the flash, uh, blue beetle, Aquaman, um, green lantern, wonder woman, The list goes on and on and on with everybody in the DC comic universe. And I was excited because in the end credits of the Black Adam movie that came out, Henry Cavall came back as Superman. Mm -hmm. There was um, some turmoil there with the Cavill. Cavill. I thought it was Cavill. Is Cavill? Wow. Cavill. Okay. Um, I don't think I ever heard them say. Ever heard anybody I've say his heard last Cavill. name? I never heard anybody say his last name ever. Maybe that's why. Um, he. There was some turmoil because. Um. Warner Brothers. Had made some acquisitions with. Uh, Discovery, Discovery. I think Discovery is now in charge. I don't know who's in, who's in charge, but anyways, the old regime was out, and you know, at the time, Ben Affleck had said he didn't want to do Batman anymore, and you know, they had all these other things coming out. There was going to be a Batgirl movie that was already completed. Can that? Yeah, canned it after it was completed, but you know. Henry Cavill showed up at the end of uh, Black Adam as Superman, and it was like, wow, okay. This guy has been, you know, since Christopher Reeve, a great Superman. Great, great Superman. Mm -hmm. And it's gone again. 
This man had a show on Netflix called The Witcher. He quit that because he thought he was assuming the role. Well, he was told he was going to be uh, uh, reassuming the role of uh, Superman again. And now they have James Gunn, who is the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy series on Marvel and uh, with Marvel. And I think he did Suicide Squad Part 2. He is now over the DC comic movie area and he has came in and he has cleaned house and I'm not happy. Number one, I feel like they shouldn't have a head of something of somebody that really only did one. Well, he did do Peacemaker, but he's a Marvel guy. Number one, number two, he's been directing Marvel movies. Number two, um, the fans overwhelmingly have demanded for Henry, Ben, and everybody else, you know, kind of to continue what they've, the, the trajectory that they've been on with the DC movies. And for them to come in, clean house, I mean, even Jason Momoa, they're talking about he's going to play Lobo. Lobo is, uh, uh. he's not a main character. They're going to take him from Aquaman and put him in another role. Um, they're going to take Gal. What's her name? Is it Gal? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Take her away from Wonder Woman. The last Wonder Woman sucked. I, I understand them not wanting the director to, I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I understand them not wanting to have the director direct the third one, but damn, just to remove her from the role. I mean, she looks like Wonder Woman to me. And now this latest news with Henry, where they're going in a, a direction of a younger Superman, Clark Kent when he's first working at nobody wants to see that shit. You know how many iterations we've seen of origin stories with Superman? I mean, nobody wants to see that. Let this man finish out. At least give him two or three movies. I hate this. And the reason why I hate it is because to James Gunn storytelling direction is not a fit. He he does little jokey campy type movies that's what guardians of the galaxy is that's what the peacemaker was on hbo max they're campy you know what i mean um hey this guy should not be head of dc and i'm so disappointed i'm so just not i've disengaged from dc movies now um, there were some words about how Dwayne Johnson, you know, he was trying to take over too. And then they said that the, 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 uh, the box office was disappointing for black Adam. Well, in my opinion, it's going to be that way because you have so many of these supposed professional reviewers. They always have a bad mouth, a bad word to say about DC movies. Listen, man of steel. I thought was a great movie. And they were like, Superman, he killed somebody. He, wh- have you not read the comments? He killed people. I mean, it happened. I mean, how do you think, you know, they would come back to life, but how do you think he stopped the villain? He didn't put him in jail all the time. This isn't Batman, okay? Um, what do you think he was supposed to do? The, the, um, uh, damn, I can't remember the guy's name now because I'm so mad. Who's Zod? Zord. Zod. I'm sorry, Zod. Yeah, he's General about Zod. to kill. He's about to kill those people. He had no choice in the anguish and when he had to break his neck, you know, things like that. And I'm just like, oh, it's too dark. It's, you know, we want our Superman. Like, no, 
it's the real world and you guys are still living. I mean, I'm so frustrated. Listen, this is a bad move. Warner Brothers, Discovery, whoever the hell y'all are. And you guys are going to see that this is a bad move because oh, yeah, they're going to feel it at the box office. Yes. Nobody wants to see another origin Superman. Nobody. The response when Henry came back was overwhelming, positive. And now you guys have just killed it. And you're OK with that. And and I'm thinking here's a guy, James Gunn. He's very active on Twitter. You see what the conversations are around when it comes to these movies. And yet, and still you go in and say, Oh, I'm just going to up in everything. I, for me, you know, if I'm coming into a business and you put me ahead of everything, first of all, I'm going to do what makes sense. Number one, number two, I'm going to listen to what's popular. Now, maybe we need to change courses a little bit, you know, and maybe go in a different direction. Everybody has something bad to say about justice league. Yeah. You put Zach Whedon over it, it turned into a terrible movie. The response was so overwhelming that you had to bring in the cut that Zack Snyder had. And yeah, it was four hours long, but it was you great. Didn't give him an opportunity. Yeah, it was great. You guys didn't give him an opportunity to come back after he tragically lost his daughter. So now you bring this guy in who tells campy movies. And, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's what they're for. You know what I mean? They're, they're campy. They're, they're, they have the little, uh, you know, it's. What'd you say, John? Tropes and quirks and. Yes. Um, what is it? Uh, sophomoric humor. Right. Yeah. I don't want to see that for my Superman. I don't want to see that for the Batman. I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. And I just felt like. This really sucked. Um. I enjoyed the Black Adam movie. <laughs> Dwayne is not happy. He unfollowed everybody on Twitter. <laughs> he not, he didn't even promote Black Adam being on HBO Max. And you know he's a promotion wow. machine. He hasn't he hasn't said a word. And I'm just so disappointed in the direction that they're going now. And it's gonna come back to bite him in the butt. I know it is because people are not happy and the direction that they will go with this. That Suicide Squad 2 was stupid that he directed. It was stupid. It was quirky, campy, all those things. You know, um, even the villain was like some big CGI, stupid looking eye thing. And I'm like, what? But, you know, truth be told, I stopped watching DC movies a long time ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I checked out a minute ago. I liked them. I mean, I, I liked all, all the Batman movies have been, you know, well, this last one was with Robert Pattinson. Was, it was decent. Um, I enjoyed Man of Steel. I didn't like the first Justice League, but I did like the Zack Snyder version because it told a cohesive story. And Cyborg got some, you know, it told his backstory. Um, I like Wonder Woman one. I didn't like Wonder Woman yeah, two. That too was horrible. Oh my god! I, I didn't make it through there. the whole movie. And I was talking with a friend, and she was like, "Oh, that movie was so great!" And I was like, "Did we watch the same thing?" Yeah. She watched the whole thing through. I'm like, "Honey, mm. I didn't have the patience." 
Aquaman was a decent movie. Yeah. Um, if but, they had gotten someone else to play Aquaman, I probably would have liked it. You didn't like Jason? I cannot stand <laughs> Women always say he's attractive. I don't see it. Um, he's I not for that. me. He's not attractive, and he looks visibly dirty all the time. Like oh, my dirt word. on his skin all the time. Maybe it's a skin disease. Still, if it is, I'm sorry. Wow, but he looks like he doesn't shower. Wow, you know how you was... look at somebody and be like I know they smell like baloney. You're out of control. This was a good. It was a good movie. You're more out of, control. out of control than you can be sometimes. No, you're out of control. And I really, really enjoyed Ben Affleck as persuaded Batman. <laughs> he was it. actually fantastic. Yes. Y'all like fantastic. his Bruce Wayne? Oh, yes. my God. I'm, I'm the odd man out in this conversation all the time. I prefer Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. Mm-mm. He was fantastic, too. But mm-hmm. I like... Um, Goodness, Ben Affleck's portrayal of mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne or, or Batman. Yeah. See, my and, favorite Batman was Michael Keaton. At one time, he was my favorite, but now Ben is. He just showed that I like the. It was kind of like the old school Batman costume because it was gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ben just, Ben to me. When he first came, I didn't watch any of his movies, but then I started to notice that, damn, he's a pretty good damn actor and he's a pretty damn good director. And because one of my favorite movies is uh, The Town. I love that movie. And uh, crazy movie. (laughs) Damn, that was a crazy movie. Y'all see The Town? I don't think I've seen The Town, but I really enjoyed him in The Accountant. Yes, I loved him in the accountant. The town stuff, you would like the town. It's a Boston crime movie mm-hmm. where uh it's with him, Jeremy Irons, um God, I can't remember the other people, but they you would love it. I think you should I, watch it. I like the way you let it be known that I like crime and mafia movies. Yes, in Boston. Just the team. <laughs> John, I thought they I had heard they were coming out with an account the accountant too, but I think his drinking problems got in the way of a lot of stuff too. You He's know, back on the booze again? No, but that was around the time when the accountant hit and he was playing Batman and all that other stuff and there was supposed to be all these sequels and he just was overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. Speak, speaking of Boston. Not to jump off topic. I have a bone to pick with Boston, Massachusetts. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to be a kid. Even though it was well-deserved, why did they wait until Bill Russell was dead to give him Bostonian of the year? What city are you talking about? Say it again. After, after y'all mistreated this man pooped in his bed, you know, after he bought y'all 11 championships as player and coach, or, you know, I just like you wait until after he's deceased to give him the award of Bostonian of the year. He can't see that. What city is this again? I get that. But I just thought it was jacked up. It was well-deserved, but jacked up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm. 
Yeah, it's Boston. Mm, 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 mm. But yeah, so Ben Affleck got. I mean, I was I was looking forward to him being uh, directing and writing that Batman movie. I thought that was probably going to be the best Batman movie this side of uh, the Dark Knight ever. Just with how I had heard how he was planning to have that movie, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be phenomenal!" But mm-hmm. oh well, <laughs> Boston. <laughs> 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 when I saw it, I was like, wow, Bill, he deserved this years ago. Jeez. Mm-hmm. After everything he has done for the city of Boston, and as bad as they treated him, he still continues to support and uplift that city. Not just the, the team, the city. Even more posthumously, that doesn't make any sense. Unless they die, right. yeah, unless they die unexpectedly. You know what I'm saying? But Bill was here for almost 90 years. Like, it took them 90 some years, 90 years to get this man. Wow. As bad as they treated him after all of that, he was still supportive. He still uplifted the city. He was still, you know, again, not just the team, but the whole city of Boston. And this is what they did. Like, come on, bro. Mm. If, if that wasn't a slap in the face, I don't know what was. Yes, it they spit, is. They spit on that man's grave. Uh wow, yeah, they did. You're right still. John, we had um some things happen over the week with a student being arrested at her school at at HBCU institutions. Do you care to walk us through that, you and Steph? John shall lead, I shall follow. Lord have mercy. Winston-Salem University, a historically black institution, weaponized the police uh, to resolve a, I guess, an argument between a student and a professor at the university. The only reason I knew about this is, once again, I went down one of my YouTube rabbit holes and (laughs) this video popped up. And um, this particular announcer, I guess he works for the Young Turks organization. He's a black man who happens to be a college administrator and professor. And he was denigrating the chancellor of the university and the professor of the university for not being able to handle discord in a civil civil matter. So from what I gather is the professor wanted this young lady, I guess they, the students had a group project that they had to put together. One component of the group project is they had to write a paper and then based on the paper, they had to provide a presentation, I guess, on their research for the paper. I don't know what the assignment was about. That's neither here nor there. The professor um, after the young lady submitted the paper once looked at the paper and says, this is not right. You have to do it again. And I want to say this is hours before class began and the presentation needed to be delivered. So the young lady, I think within a span of six hours, went back and did some revisions to the paper, resubmitted the paper when class was about to begin. 
professional looked at it again, said, young lady, this is not right. You need to do it again. Once again, this is the day that she's supposed to do her group presentation with the group. And she flat out told the professor, I'm not doing it again. You're going to take it as is. I'm ad-libbing, but she basically stated she's not doing it again. I don't have time. My group is going to be presenting today. So then um, the professor wanted to remain obstinate that she do it again. The student said, no, I'm not doing it again. So then she asked the young lady to leave. She said, well, I can't leave. I'm going to stay. I need to be here with my group to present this project. And so I guess it became heated. Now, in the video, once again, we don't have the lead up uh, to the disruption or the argument. Uh, We are just seeing the young lady is being handcuffed by two police officers. I believe the professor had left the room, had gone to a school administrator or the chancellor and basically told her side of the story. And then according to procedure, as they say, they weaponized or materialized two police officers to come into the classroom and solve the dispute by arresting the young lady. So they handcuffed her. The um, professor, while she's being handcuffed, was demanding a, an apology. And that's when the other students within the room were giving their accounts as to what happened and are taking the side of the student. And the student the entire time basically said, you're a horrible teacher. I hate you. I hate you. You're a horrible teacher. You're a horrible person. I'll never forgive you for this as she is being ushered out of the classroom by the two um, police personnel. The chancellor, I don't know what his name is, but um, let me see if I can find his quote. What did he say? The chancellor goes on to say his name is Elwood Robinson. And I guess he released a letter to address the arrest. Uh, He stated, we understand that the weaponization of police is a prevalent problem in our community. However, Mm. that is not what happened in this incident. We know this situation has caused a great deal of trauma to those involved and our campus community at large. I think I said in our campus community. I don't know. But please know that every available resource is being extended to bring a resolution. Uh, Let's see. Disciplinary actions against the student are currently under review and will be done at a later time. So, um, but yeah, that's essentially what happened. Um, So she got arrested because she got arrested because she did not want to submit the paper and bend to the will of the teacher and the white teacher at the HBCU. Yeah, and apologize. She didn't apologize. Wow, she's Spanish, but. I, I can't tell, but um, she ain't black. She ain't black. Okay. And um, she wanted her to apologize. And then I guess towards the end of the video, I, don't know, I think she was saying, I didn't want it to come to this or this, that, and the other. So she she was the one that called the cops? Yes. Mm. 
Wow. Okay. Or she got authorization from school administrators to call the cop. Wow. Okay. So that happened uh, a few days ago. I want to say Thursday. Might have been Thursday. So let me get this right. She did not. She didn't assault this teacher. She didn't cause property damage with inside the uh, the classroom. She didn't threaten. To she didn't threaten this lady. No. Mm-mm. She just said, "I'm not writing she, this paper." Again. She got her arrested. She's paying this lady out of her pockets to teach her. Correct. And because she refused to submit an assignment that she doesn't have to. She's well within her rights to fail that class for not submitting that assignment and take it over again. She got arrested. Steph stated those exact words when she sent this to us via text message. All she had to do was give her an F and keep it moving. Yeah, keep it moving. (sighs) Or give her an N at the end of the semester and then she can uh, work out some arrangement to get a uh, a valid grade. Something other than arresting the young lady. I think they arrest her for disorderly conduct. I want to say <laughs> um, I've told this story before on, on the podcast where my first week on the slave plantation um, I got egged and called the N-word. And I wanted to pack my stuff up and go home, but I did. Okay. For that to happen on the campus uh, of a PWI, I'm not saying it's right, but okay. In a space that's supposed to be ours, where we're supposed to feel safe, for that to happen is totally unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's unacceptable anywhere, but especially in an HBCU, in that bubble, like that's not supposed to happen. And not only do I feel like it's not getting enough attention in the media, I feel like that teacher should be let go. Because here's the thing, if if the paper wasn't right, right, as the Mm -hmm. instructor, you have the responsibility to guide the student, just tell her, do it over. Like you're not offering any type of guidance, any type of pointers, because I know when I was in college, I had two two different types of professors. One would slap that grade on and you get what you get. Mm-hmm. Or another would be like, meet me in my office at the class. I know you can do better work than this. Especially, you know, mm-hmm. I was majoring in sociology and English at the same time. So I was always writing papers. Mm-hmm. Always. Like I remember one time I had six papers doing one week and I thought I was going to lose my whole mind. You know what I'm saying? So it was this paper I turned in for my racing class uh, course. And I really was surprised because this professor, she seemed a little racist. And I knew she hated me because I was the only dark spot in the class at the time. And I was all, I always had my loud mouth on 10. Like, no, y'all not going to do this. You know, I got asked to leave a couple of times for calling people crackers, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> she not touching my, that. Mama, my mama really thought I was going to either get lynched or put out of school. So uh, she called me after class one day. She said, Miss Morgan, I need you to sit back. And this was after I went on a whole rant about the movie American History X. And we had to do papers for that movie and stuff. And I was just calling people crackers left and right. 
So she um she said, I need to, to talk to you. And I just, I was like, oh, this lady gonna put me out of her class. I'm gonna fail. So she was talking. She said, this paper is unacceptable. She said, this is not you. She said, you rushed. You didn't give it your all. She said, and as much as you irritate me in class, you're a wonderful writer. She gave me mm. some pointers. She said, do this again. Now, had she just thrown that at me and said, do it again? Hell no, I'm not doing anything. But because she took the time to explain to me what was wrong and give me some guidance, I was willing to do the paper. And I'm willing to bet that that young lady would have done the same thing. Absolutely. You're an instructor. You're not a master. You're there to instruct, to guide, to lead, to teach. You're not there to dictate, crack the whip, call the police, get the girl arrested. That's not what you're there for. And I just feel that in that bubble, that young lady was not protected because um, I don't know how true this is. Was this something about the chancellor, the dean or somebody was okay with the police coming in? That's correct. That's not okay either. She was not protected in that moment. That's a problem for me. Because you got to be, listen, my grandmother always told me you got to be safe at home if you're safe nowhere else. And HBCU is home for our black students. If they aren't safe there, where else are they going to be safe in this world? Mm -hmm. And I'm not happy about this at all. Mm. Yeah, um, it's a very sad case and they need to fix this. I'm kind of disturbed by what did you say the chancellor said, John? Um, Let me see. What did he say? He said, we understand weaponization of police is a prevalent problem in the community. But however, this is not what happened in this incident. Well, what happened? What did we miss? What did we miss from that whole video? Did, don't, did she run up and assault her before? The, the the lady or the professor, rather. She wasn't disheveled. Her face wasn't bashed in. I didn't see any swelling. I didn't see any marks. Um, no blood spots. Um, I didn't see any capillaries burst in her eyes. I saw none of that. She was completely intact. She just couldn't handle the smoke from a from a student who basically told her, no, I'm not going to bend to your will. Because more than likely, it's probably, and once again, we don't have all the facts. I don't know if she actually sat down and stated as to why she needed to uh, rewrite this or what she could do better in her second attempt or her third attempt or whatnot. But more than likely how Steph stated it, more than likely she said, you need to just redo this and gave no instruction on how to redo it. Do y'all understand that could have never happened to any of my mama's children? Mm. The media really would have heard about it. I know Ms. Whitaker would have been up there and the fastest thing flying. Listen. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't want to go into what my mama would have said. Because listen, when I, was, when I was telling my mama about it, I could hear her breathing hard. You know, on the phone, I was like, because my mama is the type of person not only does she get worked up about her children, she gets worked up about other people's children too. Yeah. If I call her right now and tell her something happened to either one of you, she's going to get worked up. She's like, so we going to Florida? Yeah. You know, she's yeah. that type of mama. Um, 
And so, no, don't mess with her babies. That's her thing. So I'm just like, you know, when I was telling her about it, you know, she was, <sighs> I could just hear her breathing heavy over the phone. I said, I lied this morning. <laughs> and then for a little razzle dazzle, my favorite term, I just do that. I said, you know what, mama? I said, that couldn't have been me or one of your, she, she cut me off. She just let me know. No, it could not have been. She said, shut the whole school down. Yeah. From the facts, the teacher unnecessarily escalated this incident mm. when it probably could have been resolved amicably. You start a I fight said, with a child and you call the police. Yeah. It's <laughs> weak. Alrighty then. Listen, I... I don't 2022. It's going I, out with a bang, baby. Going if I was that bang. girl, I would transfer. I would not go back to that school. Yeah, I'm with you. They failed to protect her. If I was mm-hmm. her mother, I would not send my child back to that school. Yeah, yeah, she shouldn't be going back. Mr. Robinson Elwood failed to protect his students. Or Elwood Robinson, I'm sorry. Mm. So. Last week, we were supposed to come in here and discuss the uh, Peacock original series on probably the second most watched um, trial that happened. That was in OJ? OJ Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Casey Anthony documentary, Where the Truth Lies. Um, if you guys are not familiar, Casey Anthony is the, according to Nancy Grace, top mom. That <laughs> she used to say that way. Oh, my God. She was the top mom back in 2006. Or it's eight? 2008. 2008. Yeah, she um, was accused of killing her daughter, her little baby girl went missing down here in Orlando. Um, well, anyways, they finally, after all these years, she wants to sit down and, you know, tell her truth. And so there was a three, there is a three part mini series, uh, documentary on Peacock called Casey Anthony, where the truth lies. And we all watched it. John actually finished it before we finished it because we were supposed to talk about it last episode and we did not because we had not watched it, Steph and I. So we watched it. Oh, and uh, John, because you completed it first, I wanted to get your thoughts after watching it. So just to give you guys a little backstory, Kate, you know, she went on trial for murder. She was acquitted. She, uh, Casey Anthony, you know, the jury found her not guilty of murdering her daughter who was missing for 31 days before it was reported to the police. Um, crazy trial, crazy, just crazy uh, everything. And, uh, John and I actually went to, we were in the same grade, went to high school with her brother. Um, I went to middle school with her brother as well, knew her brother, not a, Oh, you know, not one of those people you see from far away. I actually knew her brother mm-hmm. and uh, that that the they lived actually in one of my best friend's neighborhood, like the next street over. So was that Rio Pinar? No, um, it's off of Chickasaw. I don't remember the name of the neighborhood, but it's off of Chickasaw. 
like you're almost at Lee Vista. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's right there. And that happened. So before I go into my spiel, John, what what did you take and gather from this uh three episodic series? Um I can't put this eloquently, so what a crock of shit. <laughs> I didn't want to watch this number one Mm -hmm. and as I sat there and watched the producers or uh, the Peacock network stumping for Casey oh my god because that's what I thought it was it was so one-sided usually when you watch a docuseries um, such as this normally you would hear from both sides and I don't know if it's because they weren't able to get anybody from the um, basically the prosecutor's side. Um, I don't even think the prosecutor even gave any type of testimony um, about what their findings were or this, that, and the other. They painted her as a uh, very sympathetic figure. Yes. Um, Broken. <laughs> broken she had like her uh you know gray little gray hairs in her hair and uh they well i can't really lead a normal life like well yeah you yeah what do you expect um and then on top of that um they make oh she hasn't gotten like a good night's sleep in in years um they got her in her lululemon black athletic wear and on the beach I don't even, I'm not even certain if she's a photographer, but they gave her a camera. It's like, just go out to the beach, <laughs> sit on the beach, just to soften her image. Ugh. And they described her as small and frail whenever they sat and they uh, discussed with her. And I'm, I'm, they had their own psychologists on the, uh, on her defense team, basically stumping for Casey and said, well, she doesn't have this, this associate of this or, She's not narcissistic. Uh, she was displaying um, actions of a person who was in grief and she didn't know how to grieve. I said, yeah, that might be plausible, but um, I'm a numbers guy. Like 30 something days went by yeah. and you didn't contact any authority. And then they, uh, and then on top of that, it just made me think that her, her family just, just seemed weird. Or they at least uh, they they painted them to be weird, and I understand words and images are used to manipulate because a lot of us are easily manipulated when we watch something like this. And those of feeble minds who watch this will probably say, "Yeah, I th- yeah, I, th- I think the dad might be- have done something to the daughter or to her granddaughter." Yeah, I think um she might have been uh, Casey might have been sexually assaulted. Um. I don't want to give too much of it away, but once again, it was, I I just thought it was completely one-sided. The interviewer did not do a great job of pressing her on Mm -mm. anything, Mm -mm. especially those 31 days. 
yeah, you might have been in this mind state, and this, but you let 31 days go by. Well, I thought my dad was going to call the cops or something like that, or I thought my mom would do it. The mom ultimately is the one who called the cops after 31 days and not seeing their granddaughter. And then all these inconsistencies and this treasure hunt that she led the investigators on. She, they didn't press her on any of that. Um, you know, even blaming the person who uh, who found the, uh, her daughter's body. Um, basically saying that her uh, the, the web searches that she did for chloroform and all this other stuff that wasn't conducted by her, even though it was on her laptop and it was under her uh, uh, her web profile at the time. Um, it was just bizarre. Um, <laughs> the, the private investigator that she's staying with, I guess he has a, a thing for Casey and which led him to say some of the things that he said about her father. Yeah. Um, it was basically just a sipping for Casey show. That's, that's all mm-hmm. I can say. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if her and that old man was sleeping together. Hmm. Allegedly, probably. Especially at the end when he's getting all teary eyed, it's yeah, that was a yeah. It's like okay, I'm I'm done. I, I've seen enough. I I, I should have stopped at the first episode, but <laughs> Steph, how um, did you feel about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. We need to have a listen. I'm sorry. Before you start, we need to like whenever we watch stuff like that, there needs to be like some type of hidden camera there to just be right there on John's face to see uh, his face. I would, I would, I was see squinting the, the entire time. Yeah. yeah, I was squinting the entire time. I would pay to just watch him watch these type of documentaries. <laughs> All right, Listen, still. Next what time I'm in thought? Florida, we need to get together and watch something together. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Casey had me fooled for the first episode. <laughs> she did. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> like, I was watching this from social worker point, Stephanie, and not. Mm-hmm. Girl, you lying, Stephanie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I immediately went into professional mode watching this, and I try not to do that watching shows and stuff because I, I, I tend to side with the, you know. So then I, I went back and forth. I said, okay, the dad definitely did it, or her and the dad did it together. Maybe she killed the baby because the dad was abusing the baby. I didn't know. And then I went for. I was like, is is her dad her baby's daddy? Like, because the the whole rape story with the with the with the getting pregnant didn't make sense to me. It was very convoluted and yeah. So then the story she told about the dad walking up to her with the baby with the wet body that really it made didn't no make sense. Any sense. That was no sense. So this is what made me say the bitch lying. Tell it when she sat there and said during the thirty one days that her baby was missing, she went and stayed with that boyfriend for three weeks. Who the hell? Your baby is missing, so you go hide out for three weeks. And then this is this is what really made me snap out of social worker mode and be like, that bitch lying, okay? <laughs> when she sat there talking about <laughs> when they went into the, oh, 
when you're conditioned with abuse and that's why every I did everything he told me to stop lying he girl tell you stop shit. Lying. he ain't tell you shit because you killed your baby he helped you cover it up because you still yes. loving your daddy that is why <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry, and I think that's why the mom questions the dad, and she's so detached with Casey because she knows that her listen allegedly. This is just my thought. Casey and her daddy was still sleeping together. That's the only thing that would make sense to me. That's just mm. me. I think it start. I I do believe she was abused. I think mm-hmm. it started out as an abuse situation. And it turned into an I can't stop situation. And the brother is MIA because I think the brother either had something to do with this or he knows exactly what happened and he got the hell out of Dodge. That's just my thought. I could be totally wrong, but that's just the feel I get. Like Casey's father, if you look at those clips that they kept showing, if you look at his face and stuff, the look on his face wasn't that of a concerned dad. It was that of a, oh, shit, we effed up. Mm-hmm. And then when the mistress came, so I, it's something fishy. Either Casey caught her dad molesting her child mm. or that child is her daddy's child. I can't figure out which it is, but it's something. Because if you look at pictures, like if your dad sexually abused you for all those years, why are you letting your baby sit on his lap? Yeah, that makes no sense. Because let me tell you something. It's and I don't I don't want to hear anything about oh you know with people being abused. Well, cut it out, okay? My thing is because everybody I know personally in my life who has been sexually abused as children, they are totally particular with their kids. They don't let their little girls be sitting on anybody's laps. Mm. They don't let their kids out of their eyesight for the most part. Because I'm the type of person, when I was preparing to be a mother, I did a mental inventory. I was never sexually abused, but I did a mental inventory of relatives and friends who have been disrespectful to me and I didn't want them around my child. So you already know, like, if it was a case of sexual abuse, why are you letting your baby sit on his lap? Grandpa or not? I really think that dad was touching on that baby. That's just the feeling I get. So, when I watched it, you know, immediately I I said, oh, this is the quintessential image of white privilege. Mm -hmm. Her face. The tears, the fake tears that she was able to conjure up from time to time. Um, you know, watching that video of her dad's eulogy. Yeah. Yeah. She, and John said it earlier, they were the, the, the interviewer, they were, they were pressing the police officer. Mm-hmm. That good old boy set up this and no, she killed the daughter. <laughs> you mm-hmm. Why you she do it? You can change his mind. I loved him. He was not playing. <laughs> he wasn't playing. I said he um, killed. She killed her. The way that everything played out. Uh, so let me let me go back to the family dynamic. I don't know the family like that. Um, I, I know of Lee. I do recall there were times where, whenever um, I would catch the like when uh, my friend Juan, he would you know we would. I would catch the bus home with him in ninth grade. And Lee, of course, rode the same bus because, again, they lived one street over. There were times when 
you know, getting off the bus where that child where Kaylee Anthony was found, that's where Casey and her group of friends would be skipping school and be back up in those woods. And we would see them come from back out of those woods when, you know, we get off the bus and Lee would be like, oh, my God, he would say that. Lee was a very interesting person. He was a uh, quirky, awkward, kind of weird. Um, in a sense, he had his friends, you know, but he was kind of weird. It was something off. I always thought it was something off. But I think that when she said, oh, the brother was touching me, I said, okay. That's, that, that's, that's a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that. I, I, I did not buy that. I don't buy that. Um, the dad, I could see that. But the brother, I didn't buy um, with that. And the, as far as who the father is, of, of the, who was the father of that child, it could be anyone because she mm-hmm. she was a woman of the streets. So she used her white privilege throughout this whole series. If you followed the case, it was such a big thing. The way the audacity she talked to her mom when her mom would ask her questions. I mean, literally cussing her mom out mm-hmm. um, through the jail phone, through the visits. You know, who, as you said, Steph, who as a parent would go 31 days, regardless of if your father told you to stay, who would go 31 days without showing any sign of trauma happening? Listen, y'all. I'm 42 years old and I cannot go three days without calling my mama. Correct. So, (laughs) you know, for her to sit there, she was stone faced. She showed no emotions. Matter of fact, you know, it was the audacity of somebody to even question her Mm -hmm. that she always had the taking them to universal studios as if she worked there. Like this was all premeditated. And, and I feel like, you know, and I said this back then and I say it now, she wanted to party all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was times where she just, you know, her parents probably got on her about always partying and leaving the baby with them. Mm -hmm. So there were days where she would give the baby something, whether it was sleeping pill, chloroform, whatever it was, something, knock her out. And I believe that what happened is when she came back from her nights of partying, that baby didn't wake up. Mm-hmm. She ran to her dad. She had whatever she given had overpowered that baby. And her dad said, OK, we're going to clean this up mm-hmm. because he's a cop and he knows what would have happened to his daughter. He didn't want his daughter going to jail. So I believe nobody knew there was a part in the documentary where Lee <coughs> realize oh shoot that's what they did that's what he used to do with the dead animals mm-hmm. wrap the baby up in a, in a and i believe that i believe that you know he was like wow okay so i think that lee and the mother were in the dark they knew something would ha- happen they just couldn't pinpoint who it was was it either casey that killed her or was it the dad that killed her but they knew 
something was going on. But and you know something else, not to cut you off, but I'm gonna mm. say this: there's one thing she told the truth about, and there's one thing she remained consistent about throughout the whole thing, mm. and that is, I'm a pathological liar. Absolutely. That's the only yes, truth she, she told. That's the only thing she remained consistent about. Yes, she is. And she lied throughout the whole documentary. And she is, and I, you know, we use this word so people use this word so much, but it really fits here. She is such a narcissist that she mm-hmm. made everything about her. Never was there any remorse or care or sadness about her daughter actually being killed and being found in the manner that she was found. It was about her being innocent and not doing anything and all everything that she suffered. It was all about me, 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 me the whole time. Yeah. No really tears or care for Kaylee being dead. No. And you could tell she's sick. And I'm not making that as an yes. excuse, but she because not only did she not work at Universal Studios, she took them through there waving at people. Yes. Yes. She and then for and then wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> and to this day, she didn't tell uh, when I was watching the documentary, unless I missed something. She never explained why she lied about the Zanny, the 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 uh, nanny, nanny, nanny lady. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't explain about it. All she said is, "Oh yeah, I did go and visit in that that neighborhood where my friend lives. So I, you know, that's probably why I use that that neighborhood." She never explained why she lied about that. She never explained why she stayed silent really for thirty one days or whatever. You know, she she never even. And and the thing that caught me off guard is. This man that that and that's why I'm inclined to believe what Steph said about the attorney, one of the defense attorneys that was sleeping with that old man that she stayed with. This man sat up there and said, never once have I ever asked her what really happened. What? (laughs) Yeah. You never asked her and she was staying in your house around your babies Hmm. and grandbabies. Are you kidding me? Listen. Mm-mm. Like what in the hell is going on with people? You know that she killed it. And then another thing that was very telling is Jose Baez was nowhere in the documentary. I read up that, you know, he said he didn't need to be a part of it. And he, you know, you you move forward and everything like that. And he's full of shit. Absolutely. You know, he has, you know, there's the uh, attorney and, um, uh, what's the what is it called? The privilege, client privilege, attorney yeah. client mm-hmm. privilege. So he knows what really happened, and from my understanding, the only way she was able to pay for it was with sex. So, wow, he didn't. You know, he wasn't part of the documentary. As John said, none of the the prosecutors were part of it. You know, it just was insanity to sit here and watch this three and a half hour white privilege. Um, vanity project mm-hmm. for this this young lady who, as my wife said, is aging and dog years. Yes, <laughs> but that's all her devilment come back. Side note: I didn't know she had a little booty back there. But anyways, um, wow, it's aging. But you say I was out of line. <laughs> I but you but know something? I saw that devilment coming back to me. One of my coworkers, um, and she's white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love her dearly. She's such a sweetheart. Um, I was watching it while I was at work the other day. And mm-hmm. she came in the office and she's like, why are you watching that? 
And um, I told her why. And she said, okay. Um, so she was sitting there and that's the same thing she said. She was like, this is just such a horrible case of white privilege. She was just going on it because she's one of those people. She's just, mm-hmm. she's a white person that hates white people. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny to hear her talk about white people. Like she, and she's worse than me. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know, Casey is such a good actress. Absolutely. You know, she, she, like I said, she, I ain't gonna lie, John, she had me for a minute. I was sitting mm. there like, wow. And I felt, like, and then I snapped out of it real quick, real quick. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. And I'll admit, she almost had me in the first episode too. But mm-hmm. then once again, math kicked in and it said 31 days. And I said, oh, yeah, she's full of shit. <laughs> no, and I was like, you're not gonna ask about 31 days? Right. Like, people ever- kept. Skipping over that, a, a a toddler was missing for thirty one days. They put concrete over it. They, yeah, and walked right over it. Do y'all know that if my mama can't reach me for about forty eight hours, she's gonna send the Clayton County Police to my apartment? I believe yeah, she should. I uh, I just thought this was a vanity project, and I'm glad that's over. Hopefully, she doesn't get too much. Uh, Mm-hmm. Monetary. Oh yeah, you know this is a money. Grab. She got paid. Yeah, I hope it doesn't go too far for her because this was just uh, this was crazy. She um, was complaining about her parents getting money for that. They're making money off of my girl hush. Did she write yeah. a book? Did she write a book? She most certainly did. Okay, she did. I couldn't oh, remember. Wow. I couldn't remember. Wait, I mean, I'm not going to read it, but this is enough. I'm, I'm yeah. disgusted enough with this. Yeah, this was enough. This was more than enough. A uh, couple more action items before we get out of here for the rest of the year. Yeah, she wrote a book. She did? Okay. Presume wow. guilty. Yeah. Are guilty. Is guilty. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it should be. Your boy is not looking too good for your boy, Young Thugger, the rapper. Mm. Um. As we had discussed in one of our episodes earlier this year, I think it was episode 60, uh, 67, something like that. Had some Rico charges, him and another rapper, uh, Gunna, and their YSL group. Well, Gunna got released (laughs) 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 along with the co-creator of YSL. He -hmm. said he created this group organization with Young Thug back in Mm -hmm. 2000 and... 13 or 11, one of those years. Right. He was released as well. Mm-hmm. You know what that means. Somebody's talking. And <laughs> Thugger has not been released. Young Thug is still sitting there. And he actually um, had a court visit on Friday, I believe. And he mm-hmm. got one of the um, evidence thrown out of court where they were using his cell phone and it was illegal his cell phone usage and things like that. So I guess you can call that a victory, but with all these people getting released, it doesn't look good for either side. It doesn't look good for young thug. And it don't look good for Gunner and the other guy being right. outside. Cause you know, people want to say he didn't snitch. He didn't. Let me tell y'all something right now. Um, his lawyer came out and said video? he didn't snitch. Yeah. And then, you know, I understand what an Alfred plea is, but um, I have a very good friend who is a federal probation officer. She's not an attorney, but this is what she does for a living. Okay. Like she sees this all the time. 
And she said it on one of my Facebook statuses. She was like, you don't get a deal like that unless you put somebody else on the hook. She said it just doesn't happen unless you tell on somebody. Somebody name was mentioned. Yes, Jeffrey. You got to get they're not going to give you some, they're not going to give you something for nothing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that in the court system. Working with the feds. Mm-hmm. That ain't working. Because uh one of my friends mentioned that this was the same guy that got TI his deal when TI snitched. <laughs> you know, and her response was exactly but if y'all didn't think that T.I. snitched on, if y'all think that T.I. didn't snitch on someone, you don't know the federal system. She said, and these dudes know that unless you go to trial, you told on someone. Guess what? Yeah. T.I. didn't go to trial. Gunna Mm-mm. is not going to trial. Mm-mm. And we talked about, she said, unless you, t- like, the only way you can avoid trial in a RICO case like this is if you put somebody else on the hook. Yeah. But did the two of you watch that video? Did y'all see the clip? Which one? Where he said that, yes, YSL is a game. Yes, yes, I saw that. His testimony in court. I saw that. I did see that. I don't like to call people snitches. I don't. Um, Because who wants to sit in jail for years and years and years and years? I get it. But y'all don't sit here and say, he ain't do that. Like, I feel like, personally, he's not safe staying here. He better get out of Dodge of Georgia. Because one thing I know, or I'm not going to say no, but things I have been hearing about Jeffrey, a.k.a. Young Thug, he's not the one to be played with. Right. So, you know, and that's coming from street people, not social media people. Um. So I really feel like Sergio Kitchens should just leave. Just mm. leave. But yeah, he's not going to trial. You you get charged, you have RICO charges and you get off with a, a five-year sentence suspended to a year time served in 500 hours community service. You told on somebody. Somebody said somebody name. Mm-hmm. Oh, he dropped names. And again, it isn't just him that was released. The Mm-mm. alleged co-creator of YSL. Uh, well, not alleged because he admitted to <clears throat> it. He was released as well. But you know who wasn't released and who also sat in front of a judge this week? Jeffrey. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you don't even have to wonder whose name was given up. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, you know. It's not looking too good. Thugger, so. Thugger is still locked up. We we'll have to keep watch on that, and then I'm sure something will happen between now and the next couple of weeks when we come back, and then also the uh, Meg The Stallion and Tory Lanez. Oh. Lord, that is probably one of the biggest daytime soap operas. Going I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so much going I, on. I've been holding that. my thoughts in with that um, because I try not to let other people's words anger me, but some of the things people are saying are really making me angry. So I've been trying to hold my peace. Five. One, two, three, four. Fifth. <laughs> 
it's a lot going on with that case. And I mean, we don't have enough time to jump into all of that, but I'll just say when we come back, we should know if the little short bald and midget is being sent back to Canada or really the best friend that was with him first was the one that actually had uh, a part in the, the shooting. But I yeah. said between Kelsey and the Cabo Six, I'm looking at all of my friends with some side eye action, squinted eyes, and everything. Um, don't leave Meg off the hook now, because she slept with the little nigga after knowing that her friend was sleeping with him. That was reason to get shot. No, no, no. I'm not saying that's not reason to get shot. What I'm saying is, as far as trusting your friends, right? Absolutely. Uh, you wouldn't expect for your friend, and no, never a reason to shoot. Ain't no reason to really fight nobody because it's just like, okay, that's if that's how you're going to move, then y'all deserve each other. So it ain't I'm, even a reason to even, even in a relationship. So why they saying, fighting over? I'm not right, saying allegedly. that she's she's perfect, right. and I'm not just automatically taking a side or anything like that. But I'm not gonna lie to y'all. If I was Megan, I wouldn't have told nobody I slept with Tori either. <laughs> I wouldn't have publicly admitted to that either mm. and not just trying to hide evidence I don't want nobody to know I slept with an elf plead the fifth plead the fifth baby don't uh, so I think to which we could say it's unfair to Meg and it is because number one she got shot mm-hmm. um and regardless of who did it, she got shot and she shouldn't have gotten shot. Whoever did it should be in prison. That's number one. But you can't get on national TV and tell a blatant lie. <laughs> and then when it comes out that you was lying, not expect for people to have some type of doubt on your character. Um and the mess because up, it's something that you could have just said, no comment. The mess oh, that's up, none of yeah. your business. And that's the messed up part about it, because even though I don't condone her lying, I understand why she lied and not because of a an embarrassment old Tory type situation, because there were some people that were forgetting that this whole case is about her being shot and not about who she had sex with. Because right. for some people, that's all. I'm like, her sex life is not on trial here. Right. And so then that's when you go, no comment. No none comment. Of your business. Yeah. And that's Don't why I feel like she needed better guidance. Sit there and say it didn't happen and stand <laughs> ten, to- 10 toes down and it didn't happen. That's. Carl Crawford is trying to bully her again. He's talking trash again. Yeah. So <sighs> we'll see in a couple of weeks who. In this case, uh, the biggest who shot case, it's J.R. Ewing. <laughs> you took uh, <laughs> Who's guilty? Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the podcast, as we stated earlier, we will be on a two-week vacation from the OG podcast. We will be back on January 10th with episode 99. And then the following episode will be episode 100. So um, please 
keep following for content and everything that we'll have with the sports show and also the YouTube show. If you guys are missing us, go over there and subscribe to our YouTube show. We know y'all ain't subscribed with all the listeners we have for the podcast. So go subscribe to YouTube and listen to us there. We hope that each and every one of you have a very blessed Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate, enjoy being around your family. We hope that you all have a blessed and great new year. Um, Happy new year when that comes around and we will see you in the new year and have great content for you then. We are the short disc podcast. You know, I forgot to talk about that dick pit that was sent to Steph, but We'll go uh, <laughs> I hope you forget about it. I will not. Child, I, I will can't. not. We, we we may have to start the show off with that. Uh, <laughs> I suck at that. I thought we were going to be less petty in 2023. Wait a minute. Still. It is newsworthy. It, mm-hmm. it, thank you, John. That is newsworthy, isn't it? Because Steph. You got to break it down. I mean, she took. John, how off guard were you taking? When you saw that posting of Steph, it was very off-putting, and honestly, I didn't know people were actually doing it. Especially, uh, yeah. you know what? I'm not even going to give it away. But um, <laughs> I mean, it happens often, and not just to me. You know, but me that, nev- that thought it. never crosses my mind, though. Well, you have um, some men that don't have anything else to do, and they just want to show off their little the ass. Sick and depraved. Mm-hmm. But just see, I, I gave a warning. I gave a warning. I said, stop. Oh, you gave this. this to, so this is a general warning to men in okay. general, because this had been happening. See other women, they'll get it. They'll laugh about it. Going over. No, I'm not going to laugh about the disrespect. Yeah. She said she's, she's had a post mm-hmm. on her, um, on her feed where she said, you know, married men stop sending me pictures of your penis. Mm-hmm. She said it. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, you know, not to say that, Oh, I don't believe stuff, but I just laughed at it. Like, <laughs> you know, then some months later, we get a- <laughs> oh, I, I immediately let his wife know, put your puppy on a leash. So a friend of Steph's, we're getting into it, baby. This is the, listen, this is the last, last episode, episode of the, of the year. year. I don't give a damn how long it runs today. <laughs> um, you know, I know we got things to do. We're going to get out of here in the next 10 minutes here. Hey, so Steph posted a picture of, of a man. It was blurred out, of course. She scratched out his penis. Well, the man sent her a picture of his penis. Now, uh, the icing on top of all of this is that this is a picture of a married man who is friends with Steph and his wife is friends with Steph. And Steph is was actually helping this man with some circumstances surrounding his brother mm-hmm. and was going to give him some documents to help assist his brother. And instead of meeting Steph to get the documents, he decided to send Stephanie a picture of him laying in bed of his penis. And Steph, of course, as she had, as we talked about just a few minutes ago, she uh, made the statement uh, on her feed before that, hey, married men, stop sending me pictures of your penis. Well, she had the proof to back up that it's being sent to her. She made the post. Um, before I jump to Steph to really give us a little bit more, John, 
you know, you were taken aback, but give me a little bit more feedback on what you saw <laughs> that post. Oh, man. I don't have anything profound to say other than uh, well obviously the man is trash I didn't even want to see yeah I I didn't want to see that on my social media feed um, at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, I have one. And I'm not sitting there. I, yeah, I want to look at that all day. Three little scratches through it to blur it out. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, Three little scratches. I would hope so, because you would have been banned by Zuckerberg. Um, mm-hmm. oh, they wait to put me in jail. <laughs> they be sitting there like, oh, she got They got the button Yeah, ready. yeah, rubbing their hands together. <laughs> like, <Daddy. laughs> But then the uh, the dialogue that came along with it was just hilarious, and um, I, I do remember seeing that post uh, where you've had instances of mm-hmm. eager men sending um, genitalia pics. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say the word, but um, and the warning that you gave them. As far as if you have a significant other, i.e. a spouse, girlfriend, they will Mm -hmm. be notified Mm -hmm. if you happen to be in contact with them. So I guess for whatever reason, I don't know if this guy didn't see the post or whatnot. Like, did this guy not see the post? Because this is not the first time this has happened. And this is not the first time that she sent um, evidence to a significant other that uh, someone was engaging in uh, depravity. Without their knowledge. So, um, yeah, I was um, rightfully so taken aback. So I, I, you know, sorry you had to witness that. And I apologize for the frequency that it happens in. But um, Mm. I'm at a loss for words. If... Jesus. One thing about just, me. Go ahead. One, one take thing this about over. me. I'm done. I can be the sweetest person in the world. But when I tell you, do not come for me when I didn't send for you, and you come anyway, don't be prepared. Be prepared for what you get when you get there. I think the thing for me was when, you know, I've known these people for so long. But the thing for me was when I contacted her and she called me, she was like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time to the point where she was like, he sent a a penis picture to her sister. Her sister. Come on, man. Get the hell on. Say mama and daddy's sister. This is via text message, right? She (sighs) called me. She was on the phone and she called me. after. I'm talking about the dick pic. Yeah. Yeah. Via text message, Mm -hmm. which leaves a digital imprint. Yeah. And it doesn't go. It just doesn't go away if you delete it. It 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 can be found. Um, and uh, yeah, but she knows her husband does this. She knows her husband does this, it, uh, and so that's what I told her over the phone. I said, "Is she still with him?" Right. I said, "You know what?" I said, "Here's the thing," and I let her know. I said, "This is why." I said, "I'm going to block you and your husband." 
I said, because not only is your husband disrespectful, you're failing to put your puppy on a leash. Mm. Let it ride. You just, I said, I can't be friends with someone that knows that her husband sent a picture of his penis to her sister. A philanderer. Right. Wow. If he's sending penis pictures to other women, I'm not saying that's okay. But, uh, but to your sister? You let him disrespect. Let a man I'm involved with send a penis picture to one of my sisters. Excuse me. I'm not violent. Let me put this disclaimer out there. But by the time I beat the skin off of his face, he'll never send that picture ever again. I didn't know grown men were doing that. Yes. I'm so sheltered. I'm telling you. Y'all. I, I, you know, I always talk about this Facebook group I'm in. This tall group. Struggle's real out there. Yeah. This Facebook group I'm in, this tall group, I, I got, I, I was put in that group. This is April of 2020. A friend of mine added me to that group. <clears throat> I was in that group for 24 whole hours before this man in the group. No conversation, no nothing. Just boom, picture of his penis in my inbox. Wow. This happens more often than you would think. A lot of women just don't say anything about it because let's be honest, they enjoy it. They get these pictures and then they pass them around to their friends because I promise you, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. The majority of the penis pictures that I've received have come from other women, not from the men themselves. And I always ask them, I'm why sorry, do you what think now? I will? What? Yeah. If a man sends them a penis picture, they pass it around. And so I'm like, what made you think that I wanted to see this? Or, you know, I have to let them know if you sent that man a picture of your vagina, he passed it around to all of these men. You would be screaming sexual assault, sexual harassment. Why would you do that to him? Mm. I was just taken aback. Like the disrespect is it's so disrespectful to me. Like, why would you do that? If you're if you're not a man I'm involved with, you know what I'm saying? Why would you do that? Isn't it technically a crime to send someone uh, unsolicited uh, yeah. sexual picture photos? Yeah. Why would you want but, to open yourself up to listen, that type of? Facebook is wild. These these men, and then I look at some people that we all know in common that said, "Oh, I would never," but you have. <laughs> I would never do. Yes, you would. You have. So, I mean, I was offended. I was angry. I felt violated. I'm just like, men love to say that, not all men. Let me, let me take that back. I don't want to put all men in a box. You have some men that love to say that women do crazy things for attention. This isn't something crazy for attention. And they do it because the majority of the time it works. It works. Then you run across a Stephanie Morgan and it don't work no more. Because I'm going to tell your wife. I'm going to tell your girlfriend. I'm gonna, because if it were my man, I would want that woman to tell me. Woo, man, if, keep your penis to yourself. If my man was out sending pictures of his tool to other women, I would want them to come to me like, hey, girl. This is insanity. Yeah. That this is happening. And you ought to be shaming yourself. 
So and I, I was like, let this be y'all example. If y'all think for one minute that I won't tell your wives and girlfriends that y'all out here being whole creeps in my inbox, wow. you are sadly mistaken. Well, I don't want you to be harassed, but for show material, I damn sure hope we get some more of this. <laughs> I can't oh. <laughs> Listen, every Thursday, 720 on Facebook Live, join my mother, Antoinette Johnson, for the Bling, Bling Blue Room. Please go out there and support her. Uh, listen, guys, stop harassing these ladies. Um, I- I'm serious. I-, I don't like to see that, but. I am also serious when I say it makes for good material to talk through, but don't be sending stuff, this stuff, because please, because I, mean, I don't want to see it. Unnecessary is, you know, it's sickening. I didn't, I really didn't know that men were still doing stuff like this, but you know, um, as John and I say, we mm-hmm. live to, we live a sheltered life, I guess. So, um, very sick, very, very sick uh, for you guys to be doing that. And uh, Steph, um, you could have called the cops on them. You should have. I could have. You should have. I did, I did the best thing. I blocked him and his wife. I really, you know, I really expected a different reaction from her. But after she was like, oh, he does this often and he did it to my sister. And I'm sitting on the phone like, huh? Yeah, that's but, sick. She, yeah, she handled it like she was customer service mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, yeah, I love <clears throat> yeah, That's pretty much. Funny. She, but, she really did call me after I made a complaint. You were right, John. Uh, yeah, That's you the way I Complain online and then they call you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to, to try to, to to go out on a on a good positive note to end the year. I want to give a special Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays shout out to Mama Johnson, Mama Whitaker, and Mama Morgan. Thank you, ladies, for your undying support, your love. I yes. mean, we couldn't ask for better mamas. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so just we we all thank you so much and we love you. Yes. Yes, Definitely. we do. Definitely. <laughs> we are the short this podcast. Holla at your girl and your boys. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless you. Good night. <laughs>